Welcome back, everyone. Exciting. Uh, I'm excited. I hope you're excited as well. It uh, feels like it's been a million years since the last episode, and I think probably about one year or so. Uh, and we are excited to begin season two of our podcast, Pay Attention, where we talk about payments and things that interest me and hopefully a couple of other people as well. We are doing something a bit different uh, this time because we're also not just uh, recording the uh, my voice, uh, but also uh, recording this on video so you guys can see how the magic happens behind the scenes. Uh, and hopefully uh, this doesn't scare off a lot of the uh, listeners and we still have a few uh, remaining with us. Today we have a very interesting episode, uh, not just because I have uh, with me a potted plant, uh, but also uh, because we're going to be talking about the future of payments uh, and what I think will happen at least in 2024, but also I will talk about some of the trends that would extend beyond 2024. And hopefully uh, you've missed me guys as much as I've missed you. So to to begin, I want to start off with like a very heavy note and nothing nothing is better than quoting uh, all the people. So the Talmud says that uh, from the day that the Holy Temple was destroyed, prophecy has been taken from uh, the prophets and was given to fools and babies. And since we have a video, you can definitely see that I'm not a baby. Uh, so I'm going to try in the next 30-ish minutes to be as much of a fool as possible. I take no responsibility for anything I'm about to say. It's purely my opinion. Uh, but basically, that's why you're here, to hear my opinion. So trends for 2024 and beyond. Uh, what are we going to see? Some of the things that I'm about to say, just as a caveat, uh, we've talked about before. And I have two challenges in this episode. Uh, the first challenge is uh, I'm a bit sick, so I'm going to try and uh, do this whole podcast recording without coughing one single time. The second thing, uh, challenge that I have is I'm going to do my best not to say AI. So this is the, I'm going to say this one more time and that's it. I am not going to say AI during this podcast. Not because I, th I think that it's not important or it's not one of the trends, but uh, it's going to be a main, uh, spoiler alert, topic in an upcoming webinar that we're hosting. And uh, I don't want to spoil the surprise for you. Uh, you're going to have to listen to that as well. So with these uh, two challenges ahead of us, I'm going to uh, jump right into this and talk about the first thing that I think will happen in 2024 and beyond and that is uh, digital payments. So one of the things that we've seen, and we talked about it also last year, is that there is a shift uh, towards digital payments in the world, and that shift will continue to grow. It is exponentially growing uh, year after year, and it will continue to grow, and we will see significant drops in cash usage, increased uses of digital payment solutions. Right now, as of 2023 figures, we already know that using uh, physical cash uh, for making payments, it's down to uh, less than 20% of total payments in the world. Uh, admittedly, some countries it's more, some countries it's less, but overall in the world, uh, it's less than 20%. 
And by 2030, uh, this is where you should, you know, really uh, hold your chairs. Uh, it is expected by 2030 to increase by 200% compared to 2023 figures. So if you're still using cash, it will probably be a relic of the past in the next uh, future. Now, uh, it's, it's not a trend that is accepted happily by everyone. Yes, it's mostly pushed by uh, both governments for security reasons, tax evasion reasons, etc., or combating tax evasions, but also consumer convenience. It is more convenient to pay with digital uh, payment methods. And uh, we, we do expect this to continue. However, there are a lot of people that uh, they don't like using digital payments uh, for a variety of reasons. One, probably the, the contradiction to everything I said, they uh, want to maintain their privacy. They don't want the government to know uh, what they're spending their money on. Uh, not necessarily because of uh, any bad uh, things that they are trying to hide, but just they they uh, they prefer to have their privacy. It, it's it's a way of uh, life for some people. Some people, uh, my dad, including, uh, feels naked if he doesn't have at least a couple of uh, banknotes in his wallet. And also, we have older people that they just feel more comfortable with uh, what they know rather than adopting new technologies. And we think that this uh, th there will be a pushback, but overall, this is where the world is, is going to. And we'll start seeing uh, more and more and more this becoming the norm. It is already the majority of payments these days, uh, but still, it's going to be uh, virtually uh, impossible to pay with anything that is not cash. And that kind of leads me to the next thing that is going to be very interesting during 2024, 2025, and that is central bank digital currencies. So it is a subset, so it's not a new trend completely. It is a subset of digital payments. I know from like some of the conversations I've had with the listeners of this podcast and the emails, uh, which, by the way, thank you very much for uh, sending us your emails and comments. It's very much appreciated. There's a lot of discussion and a lot of, I don't want to say co controversy, but like heated debates about cryptocurrency, where it's going, how popular is it? Is it a currency, despite the name, or a digital asset? But it, it is definitely uh, here to stay. And I don't want to talk about that uh, per se, because I don't have anything uh, very smart to say. But one thing that we will start seeing more and more uh, in the next two years is central bank digital currencies. So these are digital currencies that are not decentralized, uh, like uh, Bitcoin or Ethereum, etc., but instead are centralized. Uh, they're issued by the central bank within each uh, country. And uh, that gives it a bit more uh, legitimacy. Uh, so we see a lot of very interesting initiatives uh, worldwide with regards to uh, CBDCs uh, or central bank digital currencies. Uh, most notably, we see it in Sweden, uh, which has been for many years now the forefront in digital payments and the transitioning to uh, what they refer to as a cashless society. Um, so we see uh, very, very interesting tests that have been uh, successfully concluded. And now the central bank is trying to uh, push the adoption of the e-corona uh, to also um, uh, other banks within, uh, within Sweden. We also have seen uh, some interesting initiatives that are in the pilot phase in Israel with the digital shekel. 
we also have very interesting debates, although not yet uh, a proof of concept in the UK and in some additional markets. We know that the uh, the US is is tinkering with this a bit. And this is definitely something that we will see uh, moving forward, uh, becoming a thing. Uh, I think that 2024, 2025 will be the year uh, that we will actually start seeing real uh, world implications of this. And we will be able to use um, CBDCs as as part of the payment ecosystems. Uh, Why? First of all, governments are pushing this because if uh, payments are digital, uh, there is less room for uh, money laundering, tax evasion, um, different problematic things that the world is currently dealing with, uh, evading sanctions, etc. And it also offers to be a convenient method for consumers as well. And I think there is always we will see this this uh, push from two directions, one coming from the consumers, the push towards having something that's more convenient, uh, more easy to use, more secure, and from the governments pushing to something that is more transparent and gives them more information about the turnovers and spending habits and uh, both from uh, businesses as well as consumers. And uh, since both of these uh forces are combined in this trend, I think it's definitely something that is going to to happen. The only, uh, I would say, the only pushbacks against this are one, um, adoption by different, because uh, it is something new, so obviously adoption is going to be an issue. Uh, and the second thing is uh, privacy and security concerns. That That's, that's definitely going to be a thing. The second um, big thing, and again, what I'm saying is nothing that uh, you haven't seen before or, you know, some of the things we, we've even talked about before in previous episodes, but definitely a trend that is going to increase during uh, 2024 and 2025 is the whole topic of embedded finance and embedded payments. Just to put this into uh, into perspective for those of you who are not familiar with the term, in the past, and when I say past, I mean like a month ago, in the past, uh, the payment ecosystem uh, was you have businesses, you have payment services providers, and you have consumers. And <clears throat> we are gradually seeing more and more businesses that are embedding payment capabilities and financial capabilities within their own offering. So they are becoming financial institutions, uh, even if their main business t- business is not uh, being a financial institution. So uh, we see this, for instance, with a company, uh, with companies like Uber, uh, for instance, uh, putting in different financial solutions and, and being able to offer financial uh, solutions for their drivers and consumers as well. Uh, we see this in other companies that are also expanding this. And, and this is definitely something that uh, a lot of companies will be looking at uh, if during 2022, 2023, uh, the trend was big companies were sort of dipping their toes in that in, in that particular pond uh, just to see how it works. Can they expand the range of services that they're offering? Uh, can they uh, also become semi a financial institution? And I think the biggest example to this that everybody knows is Apple. Uh, Apple, which um, late last year started offering bank accounts in the U.S. uh, in addition to their uh, credit card. 
what we will see during 2024 and 2025 is that following these big companies, uh, the trend is going to be uh, having smaller companies, medium-sized, smaller companies, also becoming a bit more involved and embedding financial and payment services within their offering. Um, I think it's a, it's sort of a, my, my personal take on this is, is it's a bit of a mixed bag, I would say. On the one hand, I think it's, it's good that um, there are more players coming into the financial sphere I think competition uh, make things uh, better for the consumers and for everyone involved in the ecosystem. However, I think some of the downside of this is that it also concentrates power in the hands of uh, some players that have quite a lot of power as is. And having monopolies, uh, that, that is actually not a good thing because it decreases competition and uh, at the end of it, it ends pretty badly for the, uh, the consumers because it, it gives them less and less choices. And we don't want to get to, uh, to a situation where you as a consumer are forced to use a certain payment method or a financial services simply because you want to buy a product. That's the only, the only option that is, is given to you. I could name a company that does this and shame them, but I will not do that. You all know who I'm talking about. So that is uh, with regards to uh, embedded finance and payments. Uh, we will be starting to see more and more of this. And for now, I think it's a good thing. Let's let's do this episode again, beginning of 2025, and maybe I'll have a different opinion. But right now, the way it's looking, I think it's, it's more a for, force for good than a force for evil. But yeah, uh, we, we'll, we'll see. The next trend that I want to talk about, and again, I'm talking about something that didn't start in 2024. Uh, it started last year, even even uh, at late 2022, uh, but it's increasing in 2024, and we'll start seeing some interesting things here. Uh, and that is the uh, buy now, pay later payment methodology. Uh, so this this is in the last uh, couple of years. This has really been booming. We've seen a real shift in how consumers use use this. I would say payment option, payment model. It's it's been really skyrocketing in popularity across basically almost everywhere in the world. Uh, virtually every shop is offering this option right now. And it's, it's given a lot of big advantages to consumers, especially with more expensive products, allowing more people to be able to purchase these products and have access to them, uh, which they didn't have beforehand. However, now everything I've said up until now, except, you know, it's going to be continue to grow in popularity, etc. All of this is not new. Uh, we could have done this episode beginning of 2023, and I would have said exactly the same. However, uh, with the, the increased popularity, what we are starting to see, started to see this a bit trickle in 2023, and definitely it's going to be in 2024, is regulators and consumer protection uh, agencies are starting to take notice. There's been a lot of push of uh, buy now, pay later solutions, uh, some of it catering to uh, vulnerable populations, for instance, kids. Uh, the interest rates for some of these solutions has been ridiculous in the 
40, 50, even 60% interest rates. And uh, there's a lot of uh, concern about the, the spread of this. And uh, regulators are starting to take stock of, of these uh, concerns and are starting to actually take action in limiting, first of all, the companies that can offer buy now, pay later to, I would say, the market conditions that uh, they are able to offer, uh, who they're able to target to, what kind of marketing messages are they allowed to employ, when, uh, and all of this is going to be uh, more regulated than it is now. Uh, I know there's been some controversies uh, surrounding buy now, pay later, both in the UK uh, as well as in as well as in Australia, I'm pretty sure that a lot of other countries, uh, at least from my secret sources, uh, there's going to be uh, regulatory changes and there's going to be a lot more scrutiny about this. And I think it's uh, a positive trend. I think we see this a lot in in a lot of uh, uh, new industries. So regulators tend to be a bit slower than the market in terms of uh, uh, because they, you know to to be to be fair with them. There are a lot of things that they need to to account to. They need to account to changes in technology. They need to account to changes in uh, consumer preferences. Uh, They need to account to different uh, marketing and business changes. And uh, oftentimes, because, you know, it's easy for us to sort of uh, wag our fingers and say, oh, these regulators, they're they're always late to the party. But you have to understand that... um, Resources are always limited, and regulators oftentimes they want to see sit on the on the sidelines, see where things are developing. There's no point in taking a very strong regulatory stance towards something that may not develop into an actual trend or an actual uh, payment method or an actual thing that consumers will use. Uh, second thing is you need to give it time to fester and develop all of the negative things that they will be able to see because not everything is possible to predict. Uh, And I think we've reached this maturity stage with buy now, pay later that will uh, lead to regulators starting to look at this. And also from uh, my experience, once one regulator picks it up and starts running with it, other regulators take notice and they're looking at uh, what the other regulator did, why they did that, how did that affect the markets? Uh, and we start seeing different trends being copied, regulation being copied, etc. Uh, so yeah, definitely something to pay attention to if you are engaged in the buy now, pay later, buy in as as either a consumer, a merchant, or a provider. I think your life is going to be um, changing in the next year or so. I wanted to uh, finish with something a bit uh, sexy. Uh, and, and the reason I find it sexy is because I think that, uh, to me, one of the uh, the most interesting things is always when payments and technology sort of uh, mix together. Uh, I, I personally, as someone who, who really likes technology and really likes payments, uh, the combination is, is something that I find very, very interesting. So uh, one of the things that we uh, we started to see experimentation with at the end of 2023, but we will start seeing adoption uh, in my view, in 2024, is uh, voice-activated payments. So voice-activated payments is uh, transactions that are initiated and authenticated using voice recognition technology. So uh, just think of uh, using your virtual assistant, be it uh, Alexa 
or Google Assistant or uh, Siri uh, and just telling Siri, Siri, buy me a cup of coffee or Siri, go to uh, Amazon uh, and buy me a pair of socks. Uh, and you, you will be able not only to initiate that payment, uh, because today you can initiate that payment and you will probably get very uh, varying degrees of success with that, but you will be able to initiate the, pay, the, the, the transaction, but you will not be able to complete it. So you'll be able to complete payment all through your voice interaction, and it will be fully authenticated uh, transaction, similar to what you do today when you authenticate a transaction uh, via your uh, face ID or uh, fingerprint, etc., uh, now, this opens up a whole list of uh, very interesting possibilities. Just imagine yourself, uh, I don't know, um, <clears throat> going for a run in the park. And while you're running, uh, already calling your favorite coffee shop to order your uh, coffee to be waiting for you once you finish the run. Uh, or uh, you're in the kitchen cooking something, your, your hands are busy and you're already um, uh, making your purchases uh, for all of the groceries that you are now using. So you can cook uh, tomorrow as well. Uh, and a couple of really additional things. Uh, one of the key cool things that I've seen is people that are, uh, this has actually been in pilot in Korea. Uh, and I've seen this, people driving in the car, traffic jam. They're using their voice assistant to basically purchase things at a supermarket that operates a delivery drive-in. So you buy everything while you're in the traffic jam, you get to the shop, uh, you just uh, get to the drive-in, you open the trunk, people put everything you've ordered inside your trunk, and then you go home. Uh, maximum efficiency, and this is, um, this is uh, the way the world is, is, is going to, and this is going to make life easier and cooler uh, for a lot of people. That's all I have for today. Thing is, there's like a million things happening and there's a lot of things that are developing and a lot of things that are changing that has been in existence for or for many years. But uh, we need to have uh, to leave something for also additional episodes. Otherwise, uh, we're going to end it with a cliffhanger. And I've, uh, I've succeeded uh, with basically my two missions for today, uh, three missions. One, I hoped I was interesting and uh, didn't scare you off with the video. Second thing, I did not cough, not even once during this recording, uh, which is amazing uh, because I really wanted to. And the third thing, I also didn't talk about that thing I told you I'm not going to talk about. But if you do want to hear me talk about that thing, uh, I told you that I'm not going to be talking about. Uh, you uh, can uh, look at our webinar that we, we had on the 29th of February 2024, uh, where we talked a lot about uh, different and future trends in risk management in particular. And also we talked about that. And uh, I know it's been a, a very, very long break uh, from having these episodes, but it's good to be back. It's good to have you guys back. Uh, I'd like to remind you all that uh, we still have the email address uh, that you can send your questions, your comments, your requests to podcast at uh, fibonatics.com. Uh, we're always happy to get your feedback, your questions, and your insightful comments like to also thank the potted plant for joining me and providing much needed insight so thank you guys and see you in the next episode